This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and here's a look at some of the most compelling content posted on GovInfoSecurity.com this past week. We start off with a hearing on planning for the future of cyber attack attribution. After nearly two hours of testimony, lawmakers left with two takeaways. One, that perfect attribution is neither possible now nor in the foreseeable future. And two, that even if it were possible, the solution would raise privacy and civil liberty concerns that most Americans would find unacceptable. Perfect attribution would be the ability to pinpoint a specific individual making mischief or worse in an IT system. Here's former National Security Agency codemaker and codebreaker Edward Giorgio. So if you have a purist view of attribution, I certainly agree that it is extremely difficult technologically to guarantee you know who the human person is on the other end. But that doesn't mean that some attack attribution technology wouldn't give us lots of information which could be used for other purposes, such as shutting down the computer at the, at the other end, independent who's on it. Even less robust attribution techniques aimed at ferreting out adversaries and criminals also could expose political dissidents and whistleblowers. And such techniques, like providing online pseudonyms so Internet users can conceal their public identity, present a tough problem. Here's what the president of the Electronic Privacy Information Center, Mark Rosenberg, told lawmakers. Here's the hard problem. True anonymity, which we think is important, will protect the political dissident in in a country that's hostile to the person's views and may in fact imprison the person if his identity is known. Pure anonymity will also protect the pedophile who is trying to distribute images on the internet um, and should be prosecuted and, and imprisoned. And you see in this one tool, you know, there's one application that we would value very much and another application that we would try to prevent. Moving from attribution to authentication, let's take a look at the National Strategy for Trusted Initiative. That's the recently unveiled Obama administration blueprint to create an environment where online transactions can be completed in confidence. To get a better understanding of the initiative, I caught up with Bruce McConnell. He's a senior advisor to the top-ranking IT security official at the Department of Homeland Security. You'll remember 15 years ago, the famous cartoon in The New Yorker, where two dogs are sitting in front of a computer screen, and the dog says to the other dog, the great thing about the Internet is nobody knows you're a dog. And that's still true, and it's still somewhat funny, but in a world where many, many important transactions and interactions occur on the Internet, it's not so funny in those situations. And so the goal of the strategy is to lay out a path forward that people can voluntarily engage in a system which will give them and whoever they're dealing with, whether it's an institution or another individual, much higher degree of confidence that they know who they are dealing with. I'll be back in a moment with one of our From the Blogs entries, but first this. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. 
Finally, I write about Rob Carey in a blog headline, The Good Sailor. Carey's been the Navy Chief Information Officer for the past four years, and around Labor Day will begin a new assignment as Director of Strategy and Policy at the Navy Fleet Cyber Command, 10th Fleet. He's making the move because his boss, Under Secretary Robert Work, believes in reassigning his senior executive staff from time to time to benefit the Navy. Here's Carey's thoughts about the move. Right, we're a member of the Department of Navy team, and I work for the Secretary and the Under, so I know when to salute and move on, and I know when to be able to chomp back and say, hey, that's not right, let's do something different. But Carrie agrees with his superior that the move is the right thing to do. I support movement. I think it's good. You get very comfortable in these jobs. There is a point in time when not only are you riding the horse, but you broke the horse in. It's not difficult to get up on the horse every day. At that point in time, you instinctively know that you're probably ready for a new assignment, that you need to keep yourself sharp and focused and be able to help the corporation where the corporation needs it. Now, the corporation needs help up with Cybercom, so that's why I'm going up there. To read more about Carrie and access other blogs and articles, as well as listen to our interviews with thought leaders like Bruce McConnell, please visit GovInfoSecurity.com. I'm Eric Chabro. I hope you're having a pleasant weekend and have a good week ahead. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.